<coughs> so, dear God, just just translate what I say, please. Just bless these thoughts. So, okay, so, okay. So, dear God, bless this moment. We want you to speak to us. We need you. We want your anointing on this hour, on these minutes. And bless this moment. Bless Miloš especially that he opened his house for us. And speak to us, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's turn into the book of John, chapter 8, verse 44. And Jesus says here uh, to the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees. This is very interesting. I want to speak a little bit about uh, this big celebration which is coming. 500 years of reformation. It will be 31st uh, at the end of this month. And uh, I just want to point out something. Uh, these people that Jesus had a problem with. They were religious leaders of those days. Uh, uh, they were leaders of the synagogues. Uh, they were teachers in the synagogues. And there were two groups of these uh, Jewish religious leaders. Sadducees and Pharisees. And it's funny because they will do these strict religious sects. Yeah, they were this Hebrew Jewish religious sect. They said they had the truth. And uh, the Sadducees, for example, they didn't believe in miracles in the Bible. They didn't believe uh, uh, in angels, but the Pharisees did. It's interesting, they, they say we have the truth, and they don't agree with each other. And Jesus is meeting them and he tells them, You are of your father, the devil. This is a very hard saying. It's like, imagine we would come to some uh, Orthodox priest. And as we said, uh, at this theological Orthodox seminary in Belgrade, some, they don't believe in miracles, they, they teach that the aliens came on earth 
Some teach theistic evolution. They don't agree with each other. But they are representing the true teaching. Oh, and imagine Jesus would come to them and say, Your father is the devil. That's shocking. And you know, he does it for a purpose. First, it's true, and second, uh, he wants to shake them and wake them up. And on this, we can see that the devil uh, is father of all religion. Now, we have to make a difference. There is, uh, there is a living religion or faith. We can say the true religion, which starts with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And then there are like world religions. It doesn't matter where, where they are coming from. Uh, all the world religions are denying divinity of Jesus Christ. For example, for Muslims, uh, he is just a prophet. Uh, and many others. So, uh, he says to them, your father is the devil, and the loss of your father you do. You are doing desires of your father. Yeah. He was a murderer from the beginning. And he did not stay in truth. Because there is no truth in him. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. Because he is a liar and he is the father of it. And then Jesus says, and because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Which of you will convince me of sin? Nobody. And if I say the truth, why do you believe me not? And then he's teaching them. And then he comes to the point when he says about Abraham. And they get really angry. And they say, are you greater than Abraham? And he says, in verse 58, Truly, truly, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Now, when you look at the Old Testament uh, revelation of God, when God, no, no, yeah, when God is sending Moses back to Egypt at the burning bush, 
kada Bog šalje Mojsija u Egipat iz gorećih žbuna. Mojsija says, who is sending me? Mojsija ga pitao, kome šalje? And God says, I am. Jesus is using the same word structure here. In the Greek, ego eimi. This is well translated, I am. He doesn't say logically, before Abraham was, I also was. He says, I am Yahweh. I am the one, the existing one. The same way as, as God revealed himself in the Old Testament. I am has sent you. Yeah. Jesus says, I am the one who is. I am. Exactly the same. Verse 59. And they took up stones to cast at him. Now they wanted to stone him. Because he claimed himself that he is Yahweh. Uh, what's really important, important that we clearly see how scriptures reveal that God came on earth. He was born as a man and he died and paid our sins on the cross. John 19.30 that's the gospel. Paul speaks about the gospel a lot in, in epistles. And gospel is good news. Good news. Eu angelos. Eu means good. And and uh, and and uh, then there is a message or uh, uh, the sending of a message. So gospel is a good news, good message. Yeah. 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 So what's the good news? So what? So the good news is not that you have to be good and maybe you will make it to heaven. The good news is that we are no good, Romans 3.23, but God paid for us with his own blood and he redeemed those who believe in him that's the good news if somebody tells this that's the good news have 
Humanity has been redeemed. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. This is, this is the good news. Christ died for you. Just receive forgiveness. And now when you study the book of Acts and how the epistles were formed, you see that different strange doctrines were creeping into church from the very beginning. It's like the book of Galatians is dealing with the law and circumcision. Yeah, so uh, the book of Acts is dealing with the legalism toward the uh, Gentiles. And they come to a conclusion, let's not put the burden on Gentiles, the burden that neither we nor fathers were able to bear. So they are saved by grace. Uh, the, the epistles of John, uh, they, they, they deal with so-called docketism, and it was a teaching which was denying that God came in the flesh. So if somebody reads the first John, he gets a clear answer. Uh, so they were defending uh, the true teaching and faith from the very beginning. Uh, and that's that's the heart of the gospel. Ephesians 2 8, we are saved by grace through faith. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not of ourselves, not of works. Now, because of this, uh, the Jesus was crucified. And certain religious groups started to uh, teach something different. And basically, uh, the Roman Catholic Church, in a big number, and now we celebrate 500 years of so-called Reformation, Martin Luther. What happened with Martin Luther? He was a Roman Catholic priest and uh, he became a monk of Augustine uh, order, I believe. 
Because at his youth he got struck by lightning and he said if I survive it I will become monk. So he is a monk and he's studying the scriptures. And now he sees all the liturgies in the church, in the Roman Catholic Church. And all these orders. But he doesn't see it in the Bible. And he started to understand that Bible is very simple. John 3.16 He started to approach Bible with a the, with the simple mind, not with some magical approach. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The one who believes. Not the one who receives justification by works. So he started to find this, this simple truth in the Bible. And he made this known 95 theses or 95 conclusions of the faith. And he hammered this paper on the door of Wittenberg Church. In those days the door was full of advertisements. Yeah, yeah, different advertisements or information was placed on the door in those days. So basically it means, imagine you would take some writings and put it on the TV that everybody would see it. So people were passing by and started to read it. And they read that the Bible teaches, based on Luther, that we are justified by faith alone. That we have righteousness in Christ, not in ourselves. Uh, he he start he started to preach about indulgences because he realized we are justified by faith, not by paying money. Uh, and many other things. He totally abolished idea of salvation through works. He started to teach return to the scriptures and to the message of grace that Paul was teaching. And what happened? 
He got excommunicated. He was called before the king. And the king uh, wanted who wanted him to recant the teachings. Which he didn't do. So the king sent him to prison. But he had friends. So on his way as he was going to prison, in the woods they came and they kidnapped, kidnapped him. This story is like in a movie. So they took him to this castle Wartburg. Maybe you know the old cars, Wartburg, the German cars. Yeah, that's from that place. So they, they hid him in that castle and he had to change his identity. So he changed his name on some George something, I don't know. And he, and he became a knight. Uh, no, uh, the knight, uh, soldier, like a uh, Templar, something like this. Okay, Vites, okay, yeah. So uh, he became a knight and he started to translate the Bible into German language. As he was there, people were reading it and the message spread around. From a nuns. And there was a group of nuns which said, we became believers. And they wrote him a letter, please help us to run away from this monastery. So he came with the wagon and with the, with the barrels for wine, you know, the wooden barrels. And he hid all of these nuns in the barrels. And he rescued them from the monastery and brought them to the city. So now he brought these like young ladies to the city, you know, what he's gonna do with them. By the way, these girls, they were like great faith heroes. They discovered biblical truth. And they, they followed the Bible. So he called his friends and he said, I have these young women, we have to marry them. So, so very, very fastly he married all of them. But one, she refused to get married. It was Katarina von Bora. 
and she and she yeah she said I will not marry anybody else than Martin Luther. Oh, I didn't know. They had even seven children. Yeah. After him, there was John Huss and Great Hussites movement. Yeah. Yeah. Luther, Amazing, yeah. So basically, there was a Wyclef, Haas, Luther, Zwingli, Calvin, and these great men of God who did basically the same like Luther in their time. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. And, and, and all uh, this all leads us to this one, one beautiful verse. Paul in Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Hallelujah. The gospel has the power to save. And Paul says, I'm not ashamed of it. You know what you do when you are ashamed of something? You hide it. We read this in, in Genesis 3, Adam and Eve, they were hiding, they had a shame. But Paul said, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Jelko was with us many times already. We just go on the street, you either give a flyer, or you speak with people, you will see it one day. And this pastor went on evangelism. And this pastor that I know, he went on street evangelism. And he evangelized this woman. And she became his wife. <laughs> well, I'm just saying this, let's go for evangelism. Yeah, yeah. So it's amazing, you know, uh, the gospel is real power for salvation. <laughs> Both for eternal salvation by placing your trust in the work of the cross 
but also for the salvation from daily problems. We have seen people on the drugs. You know, Pastor Shibeli he mentions on his tapes. Messages. Yeah. Uh, he was he was for I don't know like 17 or 13 years heavily on cocaine, pills and other stuff. Like a long time. It wasn't like he was doing three years, like 17 or 13 years, something like this. And he heard the gospel. The power of salvation. And the drugs are gone. And the Bible is on the table. And he's studying. And praying. And learning. And then he went to Africa to preach. Amazing story. And you know, like life of every one of us is amazing. The gospel has the power to change us, to lead us. It's beautiful. We are not ashamed of the gospel. You know, we will celebrate it. We have amazing message. The only thing that I'm troubled with a little bit, and of course we are friendly, but some churches go with their friendship so far, so they give a handshake to uh, Roman Catholicism, to Orthodox teaching, Seventh-day Adventists, Jehovah Witnesses and different groups. But, but the problem is, and this is my question, Jesus and disciples died for the Gospel. Reformers were giving their life for the Gospel. These people were dying for printing Bibles and preaching the Gospel. Because they believe that salvation is by faith